The following is a best of edition of AFA at the Core. We inform. Our work isn't easy. It was never intended to be easy. Our job as Christians is to be faithful even if we aren't successful. We equip. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And we activate. All God asks of you is faithfulness. That's it. Your availability is what he's concerned about. Transforming American culture and giving aid to the church here and abroad. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio with your host, Walker Wildman. Welcome to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Glad to be with you today. AFR.net is our website. AFR.net is our website. And if you wonder where the name AFA comes from, that's the American Family Association, which is the parent ministry of American Family Radio, or otherwise known as AFR, AFR.net. So AFA is the parent ministry of American Family Radio. Thus, the show is called AFA at the Core. So we're going to talk about issues related to to the core values of the American Family Association and to read the core values and the mission statement and the vision statement of AFA, you can always visit that website, afa.net, afa.net, and click on the Who We Are tab where you can read our mission, our vision, and our core values here at American Family Radio and American Family Association, a couple of the core values, we have six of them, a couple of them that we're going to highlight, we're going to focus on today, one of them being religious liberty. AFA believes that all men and women, whether in private or public, should be free to exercise their faith without hindrance from the government. You would think that would be a non-controversial core value, but here in 2021, boy, is that controversial. We'll talk a little bit about morality and how AFA believes that true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. So we'll talk about those two and a couple more on today's episode of AFA at the Core. One other housekeeping item I want to mention before we jump into the news of the week and the topics that we're going to discuss. On June 13th, here in just a couple weeks, AFA is going to have a day of prayer and appreciation for law enforcement. A day of prayer and appreciation for law enforcement. You can find out more about that at our website, afa.net, right there on the homepage at the top. You can read more about our day of prayer and appreciation for law enforcement. That day is set for June 13th. It's a Sunday, June 13th. Go to afa.net, which is our main website, and check out that and how your church and how your local community can participate. A good news item out of Washington, D.C., out of our nation's capital, uh, this is related to the pro-life movement, which is another uh, core value of American Family Association, the sanctity of life, the Supreme Court has decided to hear 
a case, uh, a Mississippi law, a case involving a Mississippi law which outlaws abortion past 15 weeks. So if a child is older than 15 weeks, then um, killing that baby would become illegal according to this Mississippi law, which is an excellent law. And so that appeal has made its way through the judicial system, and now it's at the Supreme Court, and the highest court in the land has decided to hear that case. And so this is this has the potential to be monumental. And as we, as most of us, most of you know, and hopefully all of you know, life begins at conception. Life begins at conception. Life doesn't begin at 10 weeks, at 15 weeks. Life begins at conception, which is why the standard for setting an age or a due date by weeks is when the child was conceived. Hence, 15 weeks old, 20 weeks old, 25 weeks old, 40 weeks is typically when a child is delivered. We all, in some form or another, recognize that a child is a living human being created in the image of God from conception. That's an important point. Thus, abortion altogether should be outlawed. There should be no killing babies in America or anywhere for that matter. There are incremental approaches to eventually outlawing abortion altogether or in the country. But we should we should always be focused on both. We take a victory when we can take a victory. Anytime we can save the life of a child, which is what some of these laws are aimed at, we should do that. And any opportunity we can outlaw abortion altogether, we should do that. As Christians, we should do that through the legal process. And what this case before the Supreme Court, one of the topics that it's inevitable will be discussed, or one of the details that will be discussed, I would hope at least, is when a child's heartbeat begins. When does that child's heartbeat begin? Some say six weeks, some say seven, some say eight, some say early as five. It probably depends on the child. But when does that heartbeat begin? That's a fundamental question. Because a heartbeat is one of many signs of life. A heartbeat is one of many signs of life, and so that's a critical point to be discussed. So, this is a major case before the U.S. Supreme Court, and, you know, we, we see these laws, these pro-life laws, which are all good. We see them get passed in, in legislatures across the country. They typically get hung up somewhere in the judicial system, but all it takes is one case before the U.S. Supreme Court, and it has the potential <coughs> to undermine 
Roe versus Wade. It has the potential to completely undermine the entire legal basis for abortion for baby killing in America. And so it's important we continue to try, we continue to push, we continue to pass laws with the prayer and the hope that all it takes is one of those laws being upheld at a higher court to set the stage for outlaw being banned, being for, for abortion, I, I mean, for abortion to be outlawed and banned nationwide, which is the ultimate goal, and then ultimately worldwide. We should not, no one should be killing babies. Under no circumstance is it, is it proper, is it good, is it noble to kill a child, to kill an innocent child. And so we'll keep an eye on that case, and we'll hear uh, a ruling, an announcement, probably in the fall of this year. Another another uh, headline I wanted to talk about, another news story, is the fight for religious liberty. As I mentioned, religious liberty is a core value of American Family Association. And we have to be careful here because... Some people, and I've caught myself thinking this way at times, sometimes it's easy to limit religious liberty to the corporate gathering of believers and having this mindset that, well, if my church can gather and we can worship God freely, then that is, that's all religious liberty is. That's all the First Amendment is. That's all religious liberty is. The First Amendment, religious freedom, is much, much more than just that. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. Whether it be in a church, in a corporate worship church setting, or whether it be at their business, or at their home, or at their school. The First Amendment should stretch far and wide. And on this note is this story I'm, I'm, I'm getting to here. About the Biden administration coming after undermining the First Amendment when it comes to Christian colleges and universities. More specific, there's this article that I'll post on my podcast page at AFR.net on the AFA at the Core podcast page. The Council for Christian Colleges and Universities filed a motion to intervene in a legal challenge against the U.S. Department of Education, which is seeking to strip federal financial aid from college students who attend faith-based institutions that espouse biblical beliefs on marriage, gender, and sexuality. I'm reading directly from the Christian Post headline, from the Christian Post article. When I talk about how the Democrat Party apparatus, and when I say apparatus, I'm talking about the party, the politicians, the media, the corporate elites that are in bed with the Democrat Party, the entire Democrat Party apparatus wants to squash, wants to eliminate religion in America, at least the religion that they disagree with the most, which is 
Christianity, the Bible. So the Biden administration is wanting to discriminate against Christian colleges and furthermore discriminate against students who want to attend faith-based institutions. If this is not a violation of the First Amendment, then what is? These Christian colleges and universities across the country, I mean, they're the last stand when it comes to education, when it comes to Christian education in America. This is it. You take down the Christian colleges, then you take down the Christian K-12 through schools, then it's all gone. And as we know, they want to squash and eliminate homeschooling or private schooling, all private schooling, which includes homeschooling. The march on our freedoms is very real, very present, and so we have to stay involved, have to stay informed of what's going on. Another story I wanted to mention is um, the this uh, across the country we've seen where parents are beginning to be fed up. We talked about it last week a little bit on the show, but parents are beginning to wake up. If they weren't involved in their local school district, they are involved now. Because it's coming to light, thankfully, over and over again about how our public school systems across the country, our districts, many of them are introducing or inviting or welcoming or letting topics and curriculum like critical race theory, which we'll talk about in the next segment, gender identity nonsense that denies science. They're trying to introduce and let this stuff in our schools. Much of it is already in. But parents are fighting back. They're fighting back. And that's a good thing. This next segment we'll have on Mickey Addison, host of Airing the Addisons, and also a spokesperson for AFA to talk about critical race theory. We'll be back in a few minutes. Pastor Erwin Lutzer from the American Family Studios documentary, The God Who Speaks. When Paul said to Timothy, preach the word, what Paul was saying is everything that you teach in the church has to be rooted in scripture. Now I believe very strongly that it has to be rooted in scripture. It has to be applied to each generation. So the applications may change, but the basic doctrines, the teachings, have to be the foundation of everything that we preach. So it's not a matter of human ideas. It is actually a matter of being committed to the integrity of Scripture, studying it in context so that we can say with authority that what we are teaching is based on God's Word, not our ideas, nor our Word. Visit thegodwhospeaks.com 
www.thepeopleofgod.org. You know, when Matthew 19, the, the scripture records a Pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Here are some of our core values. AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. The AFA Cultural Institute, a video library of resources dealing with the discussions of our day. Marriage and family, finances, how we know that the text of the Bible is actually what was originally written. The AFA Cultural Institute takes all of these topics and puts them in the hands of people to be able to equip them. Start your library of the AFA Cultural Institute, now available for purchase as downloads or DVDs at afastore.net. This is a best of edition of AFA at the Core. Transforming American culture and giving aid to the church. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on American Family Radio. Don't forget to check out our website, AFR.net. You can also download the AFR app on your smartphone, on your tablet device. It takes you about two minutes. And for free, at any time, you can listen to American Family Radio, and you can catch all of the shows there. We post the podcast after the live show airs. We post it at our website, AFR.net, and on the app. With us now is Miki Addison. Many of you hear her. She's co-host with her husband, Will, of Airing the Addisons on American Family Radio. Miki's also a spokesperson for AFA, American Family Association. We're going to talk about critical race theory. Miki, thanks for coming on. Oh, it's great to be with you, Walker. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And just to, just to tease this a little bit, uh, coming up in July, towards middle to late July, uh, Miki will, will, will have a what we call a Cultural Institute video series on this topic on critical race theory that will be released on our resource center. So uh, I'll, ma- I'll make sure I mention that in uh, in the coming months so our folks can go in and purchase that great, great resource coming out in July. Mm-hmm. Mickey, for our audience here, some of us have been getting up to speed, have been reading and trying to understand critical race theory because it, it yeah. does sound a little... Uh, academic, which is, which is, which is, it, it is. I mean, it's yeah. pretty, pretty deep stuff. This is not, mm-hmm. this, it does take time to understand is what I'm getting at. And you know, you, you know that firsthand from, from studying it yourself, but just give our audience about a one or two minute rundown 
maybe three minutes on what is critical race theory? So critical race theory is um, a theory that comes out of critical theory, which comes out of Marxism. So at its core, it is a liberal Marxist philosophy that determined in 1989 that it was necessary to provide a new uh, legal framework for the American legal system. So uh, one of the things that was determined by the critical race theorist was that the American legal system was inescapably racist. So critical race theory um, was born because the black critical theorists or the critical legal theorists decided that there needed to be um, a specific focus on race when you talk about critical theory. So this is a new philosophy, again, going back to 1989, and its origin is an attack on the American legal system. And so in order for us to understand how this has infiltrated the church and how this has infiltrated just everyday culture, we really kind of have to take several jogs around this very academic philosophy or this very academic ideology. Yeah, you know, this... From from a very basic standpoint, and there are there are many things wrong with this theory um, and this ideology that is it's really a, basically a belief system that many many pagans are adopting, and some Christians are actually falling prey to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but fundamentally, when you look at Scripture, Scripture teaches redemption. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the basically the story of God and the story of Jesus Christ is that. Is that man turned their back, turned our back on God, mm-hmm. and then uh, God sent His Son Jesus to take our place, to to take our place for sin, which yeah. brings in the story of redemption and forgiveness, which believers experience, and we're supposed to practice that. But if you look at this critical race theory, otherwise known as CRT, mm-hmm. I mean, fundamentally, there is no redemption. I mean, it is there is there's classes and people pitted against each other, mm-hmm. and there's no way out. It's a never ending trap of hatred and division that is exactly what this is and that's why christians cannot make this compatible with the gospel because what the gospel does is the gospel says there is a way for you to be reconciled first to god through the lord jesus christ and then to others to each other also by the same means through the Lord Jesus Christ it's the Lord who takes these people who are at odds with one another. And because of what he did in his body, he brings them together. Well, critical race theory says, no, there's no redemption. If you start out as the oppressor, um, you will always be the oppressor. You just have to come to realize that that's just who you are in life. And you will spend the rest of your life sort of paying for that either through your works or through feelings of guilt that you can never outlive. Um, If you start off as the oppressed, you will always be oppressed. There is no way that you're going to climb out from the bottom. So now what we do is we just highlight that so you can feel good about being at the bottom. But CRT offers no redemption. There is no reconciliation. There is no peace. There is only hostility and this ongoingly. Yeah, and the um, this is... This is there. There's wins and there's losses going on in this fight, and there there are many people waking up to this. I know yourself. You've done a lot of research on this. You're speaking at churches. You're doing this uh, video series I talked about on critical race theory. There's a uh, Christopher Rufo at the, at the Discovery Institute. 
There are many people, Tucker Carlson covers this on his show at least once a week, there are many people, many parents in local school districts waking up to this. They're speaking out on it. They're very articulate. They know their issues. They know what they're talking about. Um, but this is also seeping in and and winning, if you will, in certain areas. And, and I'll talk about this more later, but we, we saw this Space Force commander, uh, Matthew Lomer is his name, well, he wrote a book, and he actually got approval from his, his uh, superiors, uh, and he was warning about teaching CRT in the military as a, as a noble cause, as the right way to think. Um, and he was, he was let go or released from his commandship uh, there in the military. So the, this, the Biden administration, Mickey, they are they were going full board uh, embracing this across all agencies and the damage that can be done from this uh, in our agencies and in the government, uh, that there's really no way to explain the damage that could be done and the perverting of minds that could happen here. No, it, it would be irreparable if we allow this to continue in our country. And that's why, you know, if you go back and you look at the Trump administration, you look at President Trump doing something that even some pastors were unwilling to do to say, you know what? Critical race theory and the proliferation of it has no place in our society, has no place in our country. It has no place in our federal government. Even some churches were unwilling to do that. Just they have sort of allowed it to kind of see where it goes. But under a Biden administration, now what we're doing is we're taking several steps back. If you allow critical race theory to be any type of framework that shapes your organization, shapes your ministry or shapes your form of government, then you don't come back from that. Because Mm. what you do is you say that people are systemically and um unchangeably what they are whatever you decide what they are that's that's what they will always be and so this is a problem yeah you know i'm not i I won't mention names although we're not afraid to mention names here on afr but the there was a a a well-known evangelical i don't know if you the term evangelical leader has kind of become very elastic but there was a christian leader that basically said that there are there are some good things we can learn from crt there are some good things that can be learned from critical race theory. But, Mickey, and, and I don't like to inflate things and, and exaggerate things, but I, but I think this is a pretty good analogy. This critical race theory is basically like taking America back to basically before we had civil rights, taking America back to the slave days, to the days where we had horrible human rights here in America. And if if we don't, roundly reject critical race theory as 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 strong as you can and say there is nothing good that comes from critical race theory it must be squashed immediately uh we we have to take a hard stance on this because it is true that there is nothing good that can come from critical race theory yeah, man. And I would even and again, I, I, I share your conviction here, Walker. We don't want to be sensational for sensational sake, but I think we can paint an accurate picture. I would even say that it would take America back to before America, because remember what we're talking about is a country that was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Now, we understand that we had a time in our country where we did not live up to that. We we failed in that area. But the point that people often miss is that the standard was placed there, that we said all men are created equal well critical race theory will take us back even before that saying that no they're not 
Mm. Critical race theory says you always see people based on the color of their skin or based on their disabilities or and as critical race theory continues to expand um, based on their sexuality. And that's a, a lot of what churches overlook. This is not just about the color of people's skin. It sort of um, spreads the tent pegs wide. And anybody who has been in the quote unquote oppressed class gets to now enjoy protection because they can sort of hold up their card and say, wait, I'm a part of the oppressed class. It's a dangerous collision course that we're on. And the church is supposed to be the last holdout. Unfortunately, we've been failing. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. So uh, folks, uh, Mickey and her husband will host airing the Addisons each weekday here on American Family Radio. So be sure to listen to their show. And then as I mentioned, in July, we'll have that uh, DVD series out, video series, a biblical view of Critical Race Theory Part 1 and 2 will be released in July. Mickey, thank you for coming on, and please keep up the good work. My pleasure. Thanks, Walker. All right. Thank you. Well, there you have it. That was Mickey Addison, uh, co-host of Airing the Addisons and also spokesperson for American Family Association, uh, getting her take, her uh, synopsis of Critical Race Theory. And we have to fight back against this. As we, we both mentioned, we have to fight back against this. This has no place in American society. It has no place in the church because it is fundamentally against the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ teaches redemption through faith in Jesus Christ. It teaches forgiveness, that we're supposed to forgive others who harm us. Um, and so this, this, this teaches the exact opposite. It teaches permanent oppression, permanent uh, victimhood, and there's no way out, which is a, a very dark way of thinking and a very dark way of viewing uh, the world. But this is not, folks, that this is what we have to understand. This is about ultimately, ultimately it's a spiritual, it's a spiritual fight that we're in here, which gets into spiritual warfare. But also this is a fight for power, for power in America and power across the world. And here's what these what they do. People in positions of influence and power, they are using these wicked, these sick ideologies to gain strongholds, to gain physical strongholds in places of influence. And this is what the left, this is what the Democrats have been all about. When I talk about how they're fundamentally, the Democrat Party apparatus is fundamentally against America, this is what I'm talking about. We have the enemy within Yes, China is a problem. Yes, Russia is a problem, although they're not as much of a problem as the Democrats try to make them out to be. But we have a a party, a major party system in our country that is fundamentally against everything that this country was built on, which means ultimately they're against America. And this is, this is, it's astonishing, astonishing that there are people that vote, basically vote against their own country. When you vote for the Democrat Party, when you vote for critical race theory, when you vote for Marxism, when you vote for this gender identity nonsense, this war on God's creation, on God's design for human sexuality, you are voting against our country. 
We must be informed of voters. We, we emphasize this on American Family Radio all the time. You need to be informed and you need to vote. And people are waking up to this nonsense. And I'm, I'm going to play clip one here. This is Loudoun County. We talked about this county in Virginia last week. But this is Loudoun County parents. Guess what? They launched a political action committee to unseat their school board members that have been in favor of critical race theory, that have been in favor of this nonsense. Let's play clip one. This is an ad put together by the Loudoun County Parents Fight for Schools. For over a year, Loudoun County children and parents have struggled with school closures and distance learning. Figure it out! But the Loudoun County School Board put their focus elsewhere, infecting our schools with critical race theory, training teachers that Christians are oppressors, and teaching children about their white privilege and white fragility. Shockingly, law enforcement is now investigating a secret online group that included six school board members. This group was soliciting money and volunteers to infiltrate, cancel, and even commit cybercrime against parents who wanted to open schools or to stop their divisive agenda. One school board member even endorsed an official committee to, quote, silence the opposition. That same committee suggested firing teachers that were uncomfortable with critical race theory training. Parents and teachers are fighting back. They're recalling the six school board members who stood by and did nothing while parents were targeted, all while neglecting their duty to fully reopen schools. Fight for Schools is going to fight for Loudoun County students, parents, and teachers all day, every day, until we make a change. Well, there you have it. <laughs> this is this is this is amazing. This this is a story that makes me happy. These parents in in Loudoun County, Virginia, they are fed up and they are doing something about it, and they are organized. They they launched a political action committee to unseat the entire school board. They are getting critical race theory, gender identity nonsense out of the school. They're opening the school. They're taking the mask off, both literally and metaphorically. Parents across the country need to do this. We don't need to let it continue. The nonsense must not continue. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. We'll be back in a few minutes. My father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. 
As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. One of the common areas in our office has some beautiful flowers in a vase every day. They change color and types throughout the year. Well, one day last winter, I finally slowed down long enough to smell those beauties. There was no smell, and it turned out... Um, those are fake. You know, flowers can look so real, but have no life. Just like so many folks who look like they really belong to Jesus Christ, but there's no life there. Jesus described people who would come before him on Judgment Day with lots of Christian credentials, but no real faith. He says that he will tell them that he never knew them. That's why the Bible says to examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. The time to realize that you don't really know him is now. You can avoid being turned away by acknowledging what Jesus did on the cross for you. Being real and honest about your sin and wanting Jesus to take over your life as your Savior in your heart. We'd love to help you get started. Call us at 888-NEED-HIM or chat with us at chataboutjesus.com. Oh, Lord, please let me make it. Please, Lord. Come on, come on. American Family Association or American Family Radio. I missed the show again. Can't find the time to catch the live shows? No worries. Wait, what? You can listen and download all your favorite shows for free. For free? That's right, for free. Just visit the podcast page on AFR.net. Lord. AFR.net. The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training. Here's another of our core values. We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. And we thank you for your support. This is a best of edition of AFA at the Core. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. I'm your host, Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us today. We talked with Mickey Addison uh, about critical race theory and the evil ideology and belief system that it is. And I mentioned a story about a Space Force commander that was relieved of his command. Why? Because he spoke out against critical race theory and against Marxism. Yes. A Space Force commander was relieved of duty by the Biden administration because he dared to speak out against Marxism and critical race theory, which is fundamentally opposed to the American value system, to the Constitution. This is very disturbing. The Biden administration is using the military, what is supposed to be focused on national defense. They're using it as a political arm of the Democrat Party and the Biden administration. This is the enemy within. 
That is not an overstatement. As America is at basic, we're basically at war with multiple countries for world dominance. We're at war with China, with Russia, with Iran, with North Korea, and with many others. And all the Biden administration has is focused on is basically rooting out conservatives in the military. They won't put it like that. They'll, they'll say, we're trying to root out white nationalists. We're trying to root out uh, uh, violent extremists in the military. No, you're trying to root out people who voted for Trump. That's what it is. They're trying to root out people who are conservatives, who love our country, who love the Constitution, and who love their neighbor. That's who they're trying to get rid of in the military. Violent extremism has never been acceptable. And I don't know anyone that's in favor of violent extremism, actually. So we're all in agree in agreement that violent extremism, whatever the heck that is, by the way, is unacceptable. Violence is unacceptable. But what they're what they do, what the, here's what the Democrats do: they conflate everything. They they make so many links; it doesn't even make sense. They say, well. If you're a conservative, if you're a Christian and you believe in the Bible, then you probably vote conservative, which means you probably are a registered Republican, and then probably that means that you're against the Democrats, thus you're a violent extremist. You're in favor of white supremacy. That's what they say. They conflate everything. And they face little pushback. Why? Because the mainstream media, the behemoth media outlets, they are an, an arm, they are a part of the Democrat Party apparatus. So that's why your antennas should go up when you hear the Democrats talking about nationalism and white supremacy and how these violent extremists, we got to get rid of them. Well... What are they talking about? They're talking about you and me. They're not talking about the jihadis, the Muslim extremists. They're not talking about communist, Marxist, socialist China, which is basically bypassing America on the world stage as we speak. Israel, our ally, and we'll talk about this a little more before we wrap up the show, Israel, our number one ally on the world stage, is under all-out assault from radical Muslims, terrorists, jihadis, in the Gaza Strip. They're having hundreds of missiles a day fired at, at innocent civilians, and all the Biden administration can focus on is violent extremism, is rooting America's military of conservatives, getting them out of there. Speaking of that, let's play this clip. This is a clip of a Space Force commander, Matthew Lomer, talking about Marxism in the military and how he was booted for speaking the truth. I think, you know, one of the things the Defense Department does very well is make it very clear that we've got zero tolerance for discrimination of any kind. 
based on race, uh, sex, politics, religion, etc. And so that's the standard, right? And so to that end, I've made that very clear to my own people that in the light of a hyper-politicized environment that I've seen since taking command and I'm no longer in command, uh, I will not tolerate any discrimination of any kind based on politics, for example. And so let me give you one example of what I saw uh, in the past 10 months when I was in command of a unit. Uh, there were videos being sent out to every base uh, service member that we were asked to watch in preparation for our extremism down days and uh, discussions on race in which we were taught that the country was evil, that it was founded in 1619 and not 1776, and that whites are inherently evil. Well, there you have it. That's what the military is teaching, critical race theory. And as we, literally, as we have one of America's major fuel supply pipelines, colonial pipeline, as that is being hacked and taken over by foreign hackers, of which we don't even know really who they are, as that is taking place, as the East Coast and the Southeast is literally running out of gasoline at gas stations, part of America's critical infrastructure, literally as that is taking place, the FBI is running around the country interviewing and arresting people who were in in Washington, D.C. on January 6th for the rally supporting President Trump. That shows where our priorities are. Our priorities are out of whack. They are all over the place. The Biden administration is essentially leveraging our domestic agencies and pointing them, instead of at our foreign adversaries, they are pointing our domestic agencies and our Department of Defense at its own citizens, at our own citizens. And Senator Tom Cotton, although he wouldn't fully commit to it, although he should, he said we may just need to put this whole Defense Department budget on pause until we make sure critical race theory is not being taught in the military. Let's listen to clip five. You can prevent the funding of this with the Republican votes, because not, uh, plenty of Democrats don't want to give any increase in spending to the military. So if you guys hold up the funding, they're suddenly going to listen. Will you do that? Yeah, that may be a step we have to take, Laura. But I wouldn't say that we can't get that passed either. Remember, the defense bill passes every year. It has passed every year for 60 years. We have an open amendment process in the committee and on the floor. I think there may be one or two Democrats who don't think that we should be teaching our troops that the most important thing about them is the color of their skin, rather than their ability to help save the lives of the man and woman to their right and to their left. Well, there you have it. Senator Tom Cotton saying, well, we may have to hold up Department of Defense spending if they don't assure us that critical race theory will not be taught in the military. This evil, Marxist, wicked ideology will not be taught in the military unless we can be promised that and guaranteed that. Then we're not passing the Defense Department budget. CRT has no place in the military. It has absolutely no place. 
Back to the the conflict that Israel is facing right now. You know, the, the, the Israel is under all-out assault. They're at, basically at war with Hamas, with the terrorist organization, with the terrorist group Hamas, which is funded by Iran and funded by Hezbollah and other terrorist organizations and terrorist states. The Biden administration, they got to get tougher. They're being pulled to the left on this. They've made a few strong statements, but statements aren't going to go go very far. The US should intervene immediately with military assistance in Israel. We should offer up, the U.S. should offer up whatever assistance the Israeli defense forces need to defend their sovereign nation, their sovereign state. And as I mentioned last week, there is no moral equivalency between Israel and and the terrorist jihadis, Hamas. Hamas started this, and Israel says they're going to finish it. Israel is protecting their sovereign state and their sovereign territory. They have the full right to do so, and they should fire back at Hamas until there is no more Hamas. Clip four, this is Senator Mitch McConnell saying what I said last week, but he's saying it this week. There is no moral equivalency between Israel and Hamas. Let's listen. Well, good afternoon, everyone. First, an observation about the conflict in the Middle East. I'm really perplexed about the argument that there's some kind of moral equivalency between Hamas, a terrorist organization funded by Iran, and Israel. There are all kinds of differences. Number one, when Israel strikes, for example, they call the building and say, please get out of the building because we're about to attack it in order to minimize civilian casualties. Hamas is lobbing rockets into Israel to kill civilians. There is no moral equivalency here. And those who are calling for a ceasefire ceasefire are basically suggesting that there is moral equivalency. I think we need to stand by our Israeli friends. Uh, Imagine what our reaction would be if somebody was lobbing these missiles into Washington. I think we'd be uh, hitting back, but we'd be hitting back with precision. Well, there you have it. Very good point, Senator Mitch McConnell. If people were, if if Hamas was lobbing missiles into Washington, D.C., you better bet we'd be firing back. And I sure hope we'd destroy the people firing the missiles. I'm going to play another clip here. This is Senator Tom Cotton again. You know, we had this story that AP, that the Associated Press put out and others about how, well, Israel's just firing on innocent civilians. Israel is taking down the offices of media outlets and we should protect the media. We should protect the free press. Well, 
Senator Tom Cotton has a good question about why is the Associated Press sharing and renting office space from a terrorist organization? Clip three, let's listen. Why is the Associated Press sharing a building with Hamas? Surely these intrepid reporters knew who their neighbors were. Did they knowingly allow themselves to be used as human shields by a U.S.-designated terrorist organization? Did the AP pull its punches and decline to report for years on Hamas's misdeeds? I submit that the AP has some uncomfortable questions to answer. Yet the AP and its fellow journalists are in high dudgeon about Israel's wholly appropriate airstrike. Leave it to whiny reporters to make themselves the story and the victim when terrorists are shooting missiles at innocent civilians. Well, there you have it. And the backstory here is many media outlets, the Associated Press being the leader, they were forced out of their office building, if that's what you want to call it, in the Gaza Strip. They were forced out of their office building because Israel warned the building occupants that it was the building was going to get bombed pretty soon. Why? Because Hamas was using the building for military operations against Israel. Well, the Associated Press put out the statement about, oh, Israel's, they're targeting the media. Israel's targeting the free press. Woe is I. Well, as it turns out, the Associated Press was basically renting office space from a terrorist organization called Hamas. At a minimum, AP was sharing a building with Hamas. And now they're the victim? <laughs> Who are we kidding? American Family Radio, AFA at the core. I've been your host, Walker Wildman. Don't forget to go to our website, AFR.net, and we'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.